2: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike, to tell you along with Charlie Long and on our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line, the managing editor and reporter for the Saints News Network and also for the HBCU Legends and covering the Legacy Bowl out in New Orleans. But he's headed back. He's done his work. Kyle Mosley. Kyle, thanks so much for joining me this afternoon.
1: What's going on, Mike? How you doing, Charlie?
2: Uh, What's up, Kyle? We're doing good. Thank you, Kyle. Kyle, before we get into uh, HBCU uh, Legacy Bowl Talk, uh, you had an opportunity to talk to Jameis Winston and um, gave you a couple interesting quotes uh, about uh, his future and and sort of tell everybody a little bit about it. And they can also follow you at Kyle Mosley on Twitter or X, whatever they want to call it today, on the Saints News Network. But you you posted uh, uh, some of the comments that were made by by Jameis in the the interview.
1: yeah look he had a very thought-provoking conversation you know uh, first we spoke about his partnership with the HBC Legacy Bowl and then we started talking about Patrick Mahomes Lamar uh, Jackson and Jalen Hurts and the success that those guys were having then I had to ask him I said what's next for you Jameis and uh, pretty much he said look he does, he does not see a clear picture for him with the New Orleans Saints and he's just uh, I, I think off the record a lot of times these guys kind of see the writing on the wall that they're not going to have a opportunity to really compete for a starting job and that's what he wants. Uh, he just made 30 in January. Uh, he's now, you know, on the downward side, like they say, uh, of his career for most quarterbacks in the National Football League. So, basically, James said he, he's wanting to get into a position where someone can be able to give him an opportunity to at least compete for a starting job.
2: Kyle, I think for the Saints, uh, there are people in the front office and maybe on the coaching staff, too, that really want Jay Kaner to be the number two guy. I think that that, that, that's sort of setting up uh, to be the case. I think they bring in a veteran, but I I think they want to give Jake Hainer a long look. Now, I think, again, he's a career backup, the way I look at it, to be honest with you. But I, I think there are people in this organization that want to give him a long, long look.
1: Yeah, look, I had a conversation with Jameis last year around the same time about returning to the New Orleans Saints. He really wanted to have that opportunity, right? And then they went on and pursued Derek Carr after he signed his one-year deal. Then they drafted Hayner. So, of course, the Saints organization put in, you know, their time to be able to get that asset. So you, you want to see how that asset is going to produce. But the concern here with Jameis against Hayner is, yeah, he's a young guy. He's groomed. Uh, is he, his, does his presence give Hayner the opportunity to blossom and grow? And I think that's another reason why Jameis may be moving on to another opportunity.
2: Yeah, I think the writing's on the wall. I think they want to give Jake that opportunity to be the number two guy, and I think that's where he stays in the NFL. He'll, he'll be a backup the, uh, his entire career. A little bit about some of the guys that really stuck out uh, to you, uh, Kyle, at the Legacy Bowl. Uh, A couple of defensive linemen that sort of took over uh, yesterday uh, in the trenches. A little bit about that. But guys that that really you thought, uh, because the practices, they are a lot more important than the game itself. Uh, But that's why everybody's there to watch. That's why you were there. Get interviews and watch the practices. The game you can watch on TV. Uh, But the practices, that's the most important thing about the, uh, the legacy bowl.
1: Yeah, look. Lubert Danellis. guys need to really pencil in this name, and I think the New Orleans Saints need to take a flyer on him as well. Dennis Berry is the head coach or was the head coach of Benedict. He's now the head coach of South Carolina State. But he coached Lubert Dinellis for two seasons, and both of those seasons their team went undefeated in the regular season and also won two HBCU Division II National Championships. That guy was the cog the that made everything work on that defense. And he's a Campbell Trophy. Um, he, he was up for the, the Campbell Trophy this year. He didn't have anything less than a B the entire time he was at uh, Benedict College. He's a smart kid. Uh, he just started playing football when he was in high school. And I, I, I thank the world of him. Uh, he, as well as Davius Richard from North Carolina Central, the quarterback there. If the, the Saints want to take a, a look at somebody who could possibly fill take some Hills role, that's the guy. And uh, that's a he's possibility. Bill of,
2: he's built for Kyle.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also, he's another Campbell Trophy nominee this past year. Uh, and, of course, Bo Nix. From Oregon uh, won the uh, Campbell Trophy, but all in all, if you look at some of the talent, the defensive backs they also kind of stood out for you. You got the kid from FAMU who's been looking good, uh, but you got some tight ends. That's that's the intriguing thing. And again, if the Saints want to take a fly, the kid from Florida A&M, Kamari Young, uh, the speedy uh, guy from. Sam who won a national championship. The guy has good hands. He has a good speed to him. Plus, he can be able to run routes because he was a former uh, wide receiver. So look at those guys as uh, potential MVP type of candidates going into this game. But I think the, the practices have been crisp. The practices have been very sharp. And a lot of guys are standing out and a lot of guys uh, have been catching NFL scouts
2: high. Uh, we're going to do our, our section on tight ends, uh, Charlie and I, at 5'10". But uh, your thoughts on somewhere in this draft class, this team's got to look at a tight end. Because uh, Jimmy Graham's not coming back, I think he sort of gave his, uh, you know, uh, a due to the city and, and thanked everybody, and, and I think it's over with. But that's a position, Kyle, that I think you you can make some hay with in the later rounds of the draft. It isn't like it was last year. I'd never done a tight. I told you that I've never seen this many good tight ends come out in one shot, uh, and, and there aren't. It's probably only going to be two guys going to top. Uh, two rounds of the draft, one in round one and one in round two, but I think where you can find somebody is in the later rounds. Do you think that's an area where the Saints will look at in the later rounds of the draft?
1: I think it's a position that needs to be addressed, yeah, and no better opportunity to be able to get like you said, the tight end rich draft is there. Uh, The tackle position, of course, we've talked about that, Mike. yes,
2: priority, baby.
1: (laughs) That's a, a big priority. It has to be addressed earlier around. Uh, linebacker has to be addressed. Uh, defensive line has to be addressed, right? So, yeah, if you want to take some uh, some good possible talent that's out there, and I have identified at least uh, the young man from Bethune-Cookman, the young man from Jackson State as well, they also have potential to be on either the later rounds to get drafted or they have the potential to be a, a really solid undrafted rookie free agent.
2: Tyler I'm going to give you a name. They don't go tackle in round one. Byron Murphy Jr. from Texas. Does any of these defensive uh, tackles now? Uh, Brian Brzee, okay, he showed some potential, certainly as a pass rusher. Man, he can get off right. the spot, and he's disruptive inside. Now, his run defense uh, at times, just because he's built, uh, the way he's built, they get under his pads and move him around. So he's going to uh, learn how to play a little bit lower. But, you know, some of the free agent guys they brought in, they didn't like the world of fire. Man, Byron Murphy right. from Texas, watch him. And he is really disruptive inside. He's not the big guy. Man, sweat, man. He's uh, all of 360 pounds. I mean, uh, and I think that's light if they they list him at 360. Uh, I think he's a little bit north of that. But Byron Murphy, Jr., if they would go any other spot, not I don't know if Jared Verse is going to be there from Florida State, Murphy might be a guy that you would take a look at if they don't go offensive tackle.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to consider it, man. He moves bodies. <laughs> and one other thing he does, he draws the double teams, and you've you got to have that type of guy in the middle. Um, I was listening to Bill and talk about uh, how to use a, a guy like that in the middle, how they can be able to uh, affect the offensive strategy. If you have a guy like one Sam. Sapp- Right, with the Tampa 2, that's what made the Tampa 2 really work, was having that defensive uh, guy that collapsed the pocket, rushed the passer, and they had to pay attention to him and equalize what happens uh, when it comes to the defensive front against the offensive. So I, I, I like what's going on uh, with him. Uh, I think he has a good head on this show. Yeah, he bought his mama house recently, so that's a pretty cool story but
0: he's a good guy to look at. Kyle, real quick before we let you run, I want to run back over to the tight end position because, as Mike said, it's very top-heavy with only two guys in the first two rounds. After that, there's kind of a gap. I think Cade Stover's your third guy, Mike, but he's like a third-round prospect. The guy that's I've seen kind of projected a little bit lower than you would think Brock Bowers out of Georgia. I've seen him go as high as, like, number five to the Chargers, potentially in some mocks, and then as low as just, like, number 16 to the Seahawks. I mean, if he falls to 14, we've talked about offensive tackle. We've talked about Murphy with with Texas, the defensive tackle. I mean, it's going to be hard to pass up a guy like Brock Bowers if he falls to 14.
1: Yeah, he's a playmaker, right? And Bowers has some good speed on him. And uh, I don't know if, in my opinion, I don't know if he's the 1st round. Um, But you can't argue against the production that he had with Georgia. And uh, I like him. He has a good uh, football IQ. And, uh, look, I I have to agree with Charlie. It's it's someone you have to be able to do your study and make sure you're going to pull that trigger. But the Saints have so many other needs. I don't know. Big man needs.
2: No,
0: I get it. Yeah, I Big man needs. It's a luxury pick when you need a lot of uh, trenches. So yeah, I know I understand. I I just feel like it.
2: You know what, though, guys, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe a team fall in love with Brock. And maybe give you, you can a trade nice back, trade back a little bit.
0: That's that's what I was actually about to ask you, Kyle. Is because we've heard Loomis say multiple times in this, you know, about this class that it's really deep. But there's a gap between that second over that second round pick that they have from the Broncos, and then the fifth round is their next pick. It's like a hundred pick gap. So if you want to get extra yeah. picks in the second, I maybe third round, you could potentially trade back. I, Loomis never does it. The Saints <laughs> just, never do it. I'm just but telling. You. It's an option that they could <laughs> decide to go with is is if they want to trade back from 14 to maybe in the early 20s that they still. have have a offensive tackle prospect, for instance, that they like in that spot uh, and they think that they can go get them. you can move back, accru- accumulate more picks in this draft and start to do, you know, a little bit of a mini-rebuild.
1: Yeah, you know, Loomis gambles to go up, right? Yep. Uh, not bad, but um, I, what you say is very plausible, Charlie, and I think it's a possibility. They, they're going to have to try to get into that middle, those middle rounds and get some really talented individuals to, to to kind of put behind some of this aging defensive uh, guys that they have out there. You know, uh, we would love to say Demario has a long life sh- you know, uh, bookshelf, right? But I think right now we're going to have to find who's out there, who to be able to take his spot, uh, who can be able to help in the long run, because he's not going to be uh, able to keep up that space for the next two or three more years in New Orleans.
2: Yeah, you got to get younger, and you got to get extra picks, and that that's the way I look at it. The only way you can do that is trade back, and uh, i got to see it to believe it. This team has really not done it. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us. Always appreciate it. Thanks so much for giving us uh, the coverage from the uh, HBCU Legacy Bowl.
1: You're welcome, and guys, go out to the job fair. The job fair is tomorrow as well. Uh, down at the Ernest-Moriel Convention Center,
2: okay? Thank you so much, Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate it, buddy. That was Kyle Mosley, managing editor and reporter for the Saints News Network and HBCU Legends.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? spend better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.